Aftershave of the Man from Uncle Fick. Rating Explicit. Written by Samantha Herr. Read by Dr. Fumbles McStupid. Summary. You should let Napoleon shave you. For me. In which Gabby makes an erotic request. Napoleon buys supplies, and all Ilya has to do is hold still. It should be simple, but Napoleon has a habit of complicating things for Ilya. A canister and safety razor can be used anywhere, from a luxury hotel to the Ardennes trenches. Yours requires a power outlet with a compatible current. It's hardly the same. It's more efficient and more effective, Ilya corrects him. Advanced Soviet technology has improved on the primitive tools your American military has been using for over 40 years. Napoleon blinks like he has too many retorts to choose which comes first. Eventually, he settles on, more effective? You're joking. Ilya lets his silence answer for him, keeping his eyes trained on the corrupt lawyer's office they're staking out. It's faster, so I'll give you efficiency, but the results are... Napoleon reaches across the front seat to trace the backs of his fingers along Ilya's jaw. Ilya tightens his grip on the steering wheel instead of pushing his hand away. The sidewalks are empty enough at this early hour. Napoleon pets him for a moment before dropping his hand and clearing his throat. Well, they're lovely, but it's hardly a close shave. No, your electric razor is rubbish compared to a good wet shave. Out of the corner of Ilya's eye, he sees Napoleon stroke his own jawline. I am not taking shaving advice from a man who regularly risks his life by letting strangers run cutthroat blades across his neck. They aren't strangers, they're barbers. And if you can't trust a barber, who can you trust? Ilya shakes his head at his partner and laments, So gullible, cowboy. Speaking of, the barber down the block from the hotel is surprisingly top-notch. I wasn't expecting much from Freoburg, but the Swiss do know their way around a good shave. If I didn't think you'd toss the man through the shop window, I'd suggest you pay him a visit. Gabby slides into the back seat, with the day's newspaper and two cups of coffee still steaming in the chill morning air. I would never allow anyone to hold a knife to my throat, Ilya announces quellingly. You would let me, Gabby says, and passes the cups over the seat. Ilya nods in reflexive agreement, but freezes when she adds, And Napoleon. The paper cup is hot in his grip as his gaze flicks up to meet Napoleon's. A silent moment passes, Napoleon dreadfully still and waiting for something, but Ilya can't speak. And then Napoleon's face animates with a bright mocking grin. She's right. You would definitely let me. Gabby drops a hand on each of their shoulders and says, Of course I'm right. What are we talking about? Ilya was just extolling the efficiency of his electric razor. He seems to think that wet shaves are beneath him and the woman he loves. I haven't had any complaints, Ilya says stiffly, and forces himself to take a sip. The coffee burns his tongue. Gabby leans her temple against Ilya's cheek, her fingers brushing down his clean-shaven neck. I love the feel of Ilya's stubble, when he kisses me, the back of my neck, my stomach. I always know it's him. She sighs and runs her nails over his Adam's apple, the slightest rasp of friction against the freshly trimmed hair is making his pulse jump. But it's not always the most comfortable on my inner thighs. Ilya jerks back to see her shrugging, an apologetic quirk to her lips. And then she shifts to cozy up to Napoleon's shoulder and stroke his cheek. 
Yes, that's more like it. That's the kind of skin I want between my legs. Napoleon smirks. The correct application of skill more than makes up for. Gabby cuts off Ilya's protests with sudden inspiration. You should let him shave you. For me. Napoleon glances between Gabby and Ilya, and a calculating smile spreads across his loush mouth. What do you say, Peril? You wouldn't want to disappoint a lady, he says, throwing down a challenge. Ilya cannot refuse. He grits his teeth and makes himself nod. That evening, Ilya reports to the larger of their two hotel rooms, the one that Napoleon and Gabby are sharing as part of their cover story. He finds Napoleon already in the ensuite in his shirt sleeves, the sleeves rolled up to his elbows as he strops a straight razor on a length of leather. Unease and hunger mingle in Ilya's stomach. Rather than reveal either, he crosses his arms and asks, Are you sure you know how to do this? Doubting my knife skills, Ilyusha? Napoleon teases. Never fear, I have something of a reputation for close shaves. Ilya snorts. Wrong kind of shave. He spares a moment to wonder where Napoleon obtained the straight razor and strop. He'd shared a bathroom with the American spy for seven months, and the only items kept in Napoleon's shaving kit are a can of Barbasol, a safety razor, and a bottle of aftershave. Shirt off and have a seat, Napoleon says, and points the blade at a high-backed, upholstered bedroom chair he's placed alongside the sink. No time for cold feet. This is for Gabby, after all. The reminder makes it almost easy to peel off his sweater and sit. The bathroom is humid and warm, as though from a freshly run shower, although Napoleon looks mostly dry. Up close, Ilya can see beads of sweat dampening Napoleon's hairline, and his hands are reddened by heat. His thick forearms, covered in dark hair, flex with the swings of the blade, a bit of showmanship Ilya appreciates. It's always a pleasure to watch Napoleon work. Napoleon sets aside the razor and drapes a soft white towel around Ilya's shoulders. Another towel gets folded up and placed behind his head, and Napoleon cups Ilya's cheek with one hand and says, Make yourself comfortable, as he presses him back. Ilya allows his neck muscles to soften just enough for Napoleon to ease his head back onto the makeshift pillow. Braced against the chair back, the position leaves his face tipped up and his throat exposed. He swallows heavily. Wonderful. Now just lie still and let me show you what a proper, close shave feels like. He looms theatrically and wags a finger in Ilya's face. And remember, no sudden moves, or it's your pretty neck on the line. Ilya swallows back his ire at Napoleon's unceasing efforts to antagonize him. He would swear the American is only happy when Ilya is annoyed. Ilya sighs and shifts until he's as comfortable as the position will allow. Napoleon wrings out a wet towel and drapes the hot fabric over the lower half of Ilya's face and throat, then folds it so the ends wrap over his eyes, leaving only his nose exposed. While he's blind, the hotel room door opens and Gabby calls loudly from the other room, "'Darling, I'm back! You wouldn't believe the line at the shops!' The waspish bite of her tone suits the cover identity she's playing, but it still sets Ilya on edge to hear such unhappiness in her voice." "'And here, sweetums,' Napoleon calls, running the tap and making strange clanking noises. "'You started without me,' Gabby purrs, suddenly right by Ilya's shoulder, and he twitches. "'Only just,' Napoleon says. Ilya hears the kiss they share, Gabby moaning greedily, and he has to remind himself to stay where he is, not to lean up for his own kiss. 
The towel, which has cooled over the past half minute, gets peeled away, another hot towel wrapped in its place, before he's gotten more than a glimpse of her pinned-up hair and evening jacket. Her hand, still cold from outdoors, trails down Ilya's arm. I'm looking forward to this, she says. Napoleon chuckles, setting Ilya's teeth on edge. Me too. Why don't you pull up a chair? More clanking, another towel change, and sweat gathers on Ilya's chest under his sleeveless shirt. His whole body flushes from the humid heat and two sets of eyes on him. When Napoleon pulls the last towel off his face, Ilya blinks against the light and watches Napoleon lift a mug and wooden-handled bristle brush, stirring rapidly until the brush is covered in thick lather. The brush and mug are also new additions to Napoleon's shaving kit, and the lather smells like sandalwood instead of barbasol. Napoleon has purchased new materials for the sole purpose of shaving Ilya tonight. While Ilya mulls this over, Napoleon daubs at his cheeks with the stiff bristles, gently at first and then more firmly, rubbing circles all over the lower half of his face. A pleasant enough sensation, but one Ilya can't enjoy, knowing what comes next. Don't move, Napoleon reminds him, straight razor in hand and a mischievous twinkle in his eye. Ilya's body involuntarily tenses as the blade comes to rest by his ear, and his fingers clench around the armrests, battling a powerful instinct to defend himself. But he focuses on Napoleon's laughing blue eyes as the blade scrapes along his skin, and he finds space in his lungs for a small breath, and then another. Napoleon meets his gaze for a moment before swiping the blade down again, a longer stroke that reaches the hinge of his jaw. The rasp of the steel wielded by a hand not his own, feels nothing like Ilya's electric razor, and nothing like a knife fight. An in-between experience that's unfamiliar and uncategorizable. The thumb that slides in its wake takes him by surprise, a gentle touch that soothes the skin. With Napoleon bent over him, petting the area he just shaved, Ilya can catch the reassuring scent of Napoleon's sweat and faded cologne. The blade lifts away, and a flick of the wrist wipes it clean against the towel on Ilya's shoulder. He watches it return with less trepidation, having survived the first two strokes. The first time Ilya kissed me, his stubble was so bad I thought I would have beard burn for days, Gabby says. Ilya startles internally as he realizes how narrow his own focus had become, centered solely on Napoleon and the razor in his hand. He'd failed to place her, curled in the chair she'd set in the bathroom doorway, barely a foot to his right. The first time he kissed me... I did have beard burn for days, Napoleon answers, and a few outrageously large love bites, among other bruises, nearly blew my cover. Ilya rolls his eyes. Napoleon's cover was already blown. The threat and the thrill of Napoleon's narrow escape from his pursuers are what drove Ilya to shove Napoleon against the wall of an alley, grip him close, and kiss him on that near-disastrous mission in Venice two months ago. Later that night, Ilya could be gentler with Napoleon, and with Gabby, too, when she'd joined them. But in that initial, heady storm of fear and relief, it seemed the only sensible course of action was to hold on to Napoleon with all his strength. Gabby said, He left more lovely marks on you this morning. Are they still there? Napoleon pauses mid-stroke, his attention drifting for a moment as his eyes dilate with the memory. Yes, I can feel them under my shirt right now. It's Ilya's turn to get distracted, recalling how he'd kissed his way down Napoleon's back that very morning, 
rubbing his stubble jaw along the full length of the man's spine to wake him up before rolling Napoleon over and sucking his cock. Shame you're wearing it, then, Gabby says, the kind of indirect request that would have Ilya whipping his shirt off to please her. But Napoleon merely smirks and leans in again with the razor. You already had your eye candy this morning. Hmm, she agrees. Her bare feet settle in Ilya's lap. That was nice. This is nice, too. This isn't nice. He tips Ilya's chin up and sets the razor low along the base of his throat. This is spectacular, Napoleon finishes, sounding just a bit breathless. Ilya's toes curl with the dual sensation of the blade sliding dangerously over his Adam's apple and feeling so on display for his lovers. Gabby's heel finds his half-hard cock and nudges gently, and Napoleon's eyes are dark with desire above him, and Ilya has never felt this wanted in his life. The rasp of the blade against his most vulnerable point feels more achingly intimate than the first time he fucked Napoleon, than the first time Napoleon fucked him, than Gabby falling asleep on his chest every night. Napoleon takes his time shaving Ilya's throat. If Ilya couldn't tell the effect this was having on Napoleon, he would accuse the man of lingering just to put the lie to Ilya's hasty words in the car. But with each pass of the blade, Napoleon's smug facade crumbles further, until he looks nearly as undone as Ilya feels. When he runs the straight razor under Ilya's lower lip, his thumb follows, rubbing back and forth over Ilya's lip as Ilya admires the guileless, greedy way Napoleon looks at him. As soon as Napoleon leans back, seeming satisfied with his work, Ilya lifts his hands to his jaw to feel Napoleon's handiwork. But Napoleon presses his wrists down. I'm not done yet. That was just the first pass. With the grain. I have to go across the grain now. Unnecessary, Ilya grumbles, even as he settles back into the chair for a second round. It's overkill, a wasteful expenditure of effort for a negligible return but it turns out it's hardly torture to allow Napoleon to fuss over him like this, to have Gabby leaning closer as her fingers inch under the hem of her skirt, to feel the heat building inexorably between the three of them. Napoleon winks at Gabby. Trust me, she'll appreciate my thoroughness. And that's not a lie exactly, but Ilya can hear the other truth now, the one Napoleon has been obfuscating all evening. Gabby may be the impetus for the situation, but Napoleon spent no small sum on new shaving supplies he doesn't need, and he's dragging this moment out, seemingly holding out for something, unsatisfied, because there's something Napoleon wants here. And Ilya has a good idea what it is. Napoleon applies another hot towel while he whips up more lather, and when he places the blade alongside Ilya's nose to begin again, Ilya exhales slowly and closes his eyes, letting himself relax fully into Napoleon's care. Christ, Ilya. Napoleon groans. He steals a quick, firm kiss, there and gone before Ilya can respond. But he stays close, his forehead pressed to Ilya's, and his shuddering breaths washing over his cheek. Gabby moans, and her foot digs harder into Ilya's lap. He almost bucks up into the pressure. She's touching herself, Napoleon whispers in his ear. He sounds wrecked. You're damn right I am, she pants. Fuck. You look good like that, Ilya. Hurry up, Napoleon. It's nearly unbearable to know that Gabby is pleasuring herself next to him while Napoleon falls apart above him, both so close he could touch, and he can't even open his eyes to watch them properly. But he's made this offering for Napoleon, 
a gesture he should have given him in the car that morning. He won't take it away prematurely. Napoleon seems to move even slower on the second shave, his fingers lingering on Ilya's flesh skin, and his thighs brush inside Ilya's knees, and then closer still as he takes the time shaving him smooth. Without sight, Ilya is more aware of the scrape of sharp steel and his own pulse beating under his skin. The tingle of sensation left in the razor's wake, soothed by Napoleon's gentle hands. When Napoleon's finished shaving around Ilya's mouth a second time, Ilya feels Napoleon's lips pressed against his, soft and sliding. He wants to press upward, to kiss him back, but he keeps his hands determinedly on the armrest as he allows Napoleon to set the pace. Napoleon heaves a deep breath as he pulls back. It feels like I missed a few hairs right here. Hold on, he says. The blade returns for a cool, quick kiss against the corner of his parted lips, followed swiftly by Napoleon's thumb, rubbing small circles just there and holding Ilya's mouth open as Napoleon dips inside to taste Ilya for a long, delicious moment. Eventually, Napoleon pulls back, and Ilya opens his eyes to take in his red face and bright eyes, the deadly blade held safely to the side. "'Are you done?' Ilya asks, and it comes out rough and wanting. "'Nearly.' Napoleon steps away, releasing the body heat that had gathered between them. He pulls the towel off Ilya's shoulders and dabs at Ilya's cheeks and neck, wiping away the last traces of lather. And then he tips a bottle onto his hands and sets to massaging his own aftershave into Ilya's skin. Bergamot and citrus as familiar as Ilya's own flavored cologne. Napoleon's possessive expression makes plain what he was thinking when he chose this scent for Ilya, and Ilya feels an even stronger flare of arousal. That's enough, Ilya decides, finally releasing the chair so he can grab Napoleon's shoulders and haul him close for a proper kiss. Gabby's legs pull away, even as Napoleon's knee lands between Ilya's thighs on the very edge of the chair, his hand still stroking over Ilya's face as Ilya kisses him with all of his impatience, and then Gabby is tugging on their arms. Up, get him up, she demands. Napoleon responds first, dragging Ilya bodily out of the chair with Gabby's help. She twines her arms around Ilya's neck, forcing his head down where she can kiss him and rub her cheek against his. Oh, fuck, she says, and claws at his waistband. Working together, the two of them strip Ilya naked before he can properly take her in, her dilated eyes and bitten red lips, the wrinkles in her dress where she'd rucked up the fabric. He's never seen her look more beautiful. His hands nearly tremble as he reaches for the clip in her hair. But Napoleon shoves him from behind, and Gabby grabs his neck again, and they're pushing and pulling him to the foot of the bed. Gabby shucks her dress off and throws it aside as though it offends her. Ilya does her bra a similar disservice, and he feels Napoleon's hair brush against his hip as Napoleon reaches around Ilya's legs to pull her panties down, the three of them moving with the seamless synchronicity they've perfected in the field over the past seven months. He could almost laugh at the thought. Instead, he picks Gabby up and drops her diagonally across the bed. "'Come here,' she says, bossy as ever. "'Ilya, come here, darling, darling man.' As he crawls up her body, her hands hold his cheeks, her thumb petting him, and her delighted smile paints her lips. "'Oh, that's lovely,' she says, and pulls him down to kiss her. He keeps her arms braced so he doesn't crush her petite frame." but it's difficult to resist all of that perfect, creamy skin just inches below him when she's biting at his lip and making urgent noises. Before he's ready to stop kissing her, Gabby pushes his face down, 
guiding him to where she wants him. So his face slides over her throat. He kisses her pulse point and nuzzles her sweat-slicked neck, rubbing his smooth cheek against her delicate skin. There's no drag of stubble, no red marks left behind, only the sound of her laughter and her gasp when he grazes her with his teeth. She nudges him lower to rub his face over her breasts and suckle greedily at a nipple as she writhes under him with unabashed happiness, and the swell of gratitude in Ilya's chest aches like a minute spent underwater. He reaches out blindly, finding Napoleon's wrist only a few inches away, and drags his hand close enough to kiss his knuckles between licks to Gabby's nipple. Napoleon groans and dips low to mouth at Ilya's shoulder, the prickle of Napoleon's late evening stubble sensitizing his skin. Gabby's legs hook around his hips, and she arches determinedly, even as she shoves him towards her destination. He slides down the bed eagerly, dropping kisses across her soft belly before nosing into the sodden curls between her thighs. It drives him wild, feeling how aroused she is from watching him under Napoleon's hands in a blade. When he takes a breath to center himself, he smells Napoleon's aftershave on his own skin, mixing with the scent of her arousal. Napoleon, a part of this act as well. Ilya gets an arm under one of her thighs so he can hold her still while his other hand pulls back her folds, and his thumb delves between as his tongue dips out to taste her. With a startled cry, her knees jerk up to bracket his head. Remembering what she'd said that morning, he turns to rub his freshly shaved skin against her inner thigh. She trembles in his arms, and with the first hard press of his thumb over her clit, she comes, legs twitching as she cries out in pleasure. Yes, love. Ilya growls into her throbbing heat and begins to pleasure her in earnest, licking every inch of her folds, sucking on her clit, his fingers stretching her, easing inside, drawing more wetness out of her. She bucks, so he grips tighter, bruising her hip even as he lavishes ecstasy on her. He ruts his own hips against the sheets, stealing a little friction for himself. And then Napoleon swings a leg over his thighs, pinning Ilya to the bed as Napoleon rocks his hips down, his bare cock sliding against Ilya's ass. Each thrust pushes Ilya into the bed, giving him the friction he needs, and it's easy to relax into it, to allow Napoleon to steer their mutual pleasure while Ilya focuses on Gabby's. It's always been simplest to trust Napoleon at his back, where Ilya doesn't have to see his artful, calculated smirks. A careful knit besides her clit makes Gabby shout, and Napoleon lunges forward, setting his own teeth at the nape of Ilya's neck. Napoleon's fingers burrowing into his hair, pressing him harder against Gabby's heat. You're amazing, sweetheart. Just look at you. He slurs into Ilya's ear, biting at Ilya's sweat-soaked hair and skin. His weight bears down on Ilya with every rock of his hips, forcing the air from his lungs. I could watch you do this to her for hours. Ilya moans, and Gabby whimpers, possibly at Napoleon's words, possibly at the frantic swipes of Ilya's tongue, the accelerated pace of his fingers thrusting into her, massaging her inner walls. Almost, she pants, twisting under his hands in search of that elusive angle that will push her over the edge. Faster! He complies, pressing thumb and tongue and fingers against her relentlessly until she sobs and wrenches her leg free, kicking out violently as her inner walls spasm around him, and he tastes her anew. He looks up the juices, loving the taste and the scent of her pleasure, the way her pulse flutters in her clit between his lips. Enough, she croaks a moment later and pushes him off with a firm shove. She rolls on her side, one arm thrown over her face as tremors chase their way along her limbs. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
she whimpers. And Ilya would cuddle up behind her, pet her through the aftermath. But Napoleon flips him onto his back with a desperate snarl. He lunges up to catch Ilya's lips, licking Gabby's taste off of him, moaning all the while. Ilya grabs his ass, pulling Napoleon flush where their cocks align, Napoleon grinding down against him with perfect pressure. Napoleon's kisses stray across his cheek, his clever tongue seeking out Ilya's sweat and the traces of aftershave. Fuck, you're as smooth as her, Napoleon says, his eyes dark, no teasing gleam to be found. Still, Ilya needs to be certain there are no barbs buried in that statement. Admiring your own work? Yes, Napoleon hisses. He grabs Ilya's jaw in a possessive hold, reminding Ilya of how it felt to tip his head back for Napoleon's knife. You feel so good, and you let me... I did, Ilya interrupts, throat tight and voice hoarse from the memory. He takes hold of Napoleon's hair to guide Napoleon's mouth back to his, savoring the way Napoleon lets him in, the way Napoleon's back bows when Ilya squeezes his ass cheek. They can't last long, as worked up as they both are. After a few thrusts, Napoleon shudders atop him, spilling all over Ilya's stomach, and Ilya clutches him tighter, grinding up against Napoleon until he jerks through his own pleasure. The three of them sprawl over the bed, Ilya's shoulder pressed to the hollow of Gabby's lower back, Napoleon's head pillowed on Ilya's other arm, their legs entwined, and their breathing eases back to normal. Ilya allows his eyes to drift shut, blocking out the light from the bedside lamp. He wrinkles his nose at the itch of fluids drying on his skin, but the discomfort isn't worth moving, not with their scents intermingled on his skin, and the feel of them safe and sated against him. Gabby shifts and snores softly, and Ilya's head clenches with fondness and pride. He squeezes Napoleon's shoulder, conveying the thanks he can't bring himself to speak aloud. Napoleon rolls against his chest, and Ilya raises his arm to meet his eyes in the soft light, finding Napoleon swooping in close for a kiss. He closes his eyes to receive it, but instead Napoleon rubs his stubbled cheek against Ilya's like an affectionate pet. "'I trust I've proven my point,' Napoleon sighs, settling down his head on Ilya's shoulder. Ilya smiles indulgently, even as it takes nearly five seconds to catch Napoleon's meaning. He runs his fingertips over his own face, somehow smoother than he's achieved with his electric razor. Still, he won't give ground so readily. I would not call any of that efficient, he says. Napoleon's smirk is audible when he says, but it sure as hell was effective. Keen as ever to draw a rise out of him. Ilya sighs, but he supposes he can allow Napoleon's smugness to stand, just this once.